creative market is an avenue for passive income and Alicia walks us step by step through how to set this up strategically to scale with passive profit. We dive into how to design thumbnails on creative market that attract sales, how to get handpicked by creative market on their email newsletter, using bundles to increase sales and traffic generation strategies for consistent income. Whether you're going to use creative market or not, these tactics can be applied to whatever you're doing in the online space. Now, 33% of Alicia's monthly income comes from creative market. And what is even better is that this source is pretty much 95% passive. Like creative market even handles the customer support for you. You just need to create the products, optimize your shop, and let it go. For a creative entrepreneur, this gives you an outlet to control what you are putting out and see how the market responds. Alicia has some incredible advice that I know is going to be amazing, especially if you have a creative market shop. But even if you don't, you can still apply this to your business. And before I press play on this interview, I just want to ask, have you downloaded the Profitable Boss Roadmap yet? If you haven't, I'm not sure why not. This five-step blueprint will take you from extremely busy to extremely profitable and productive. If you feel like right now you're looking back at your time, working eight to 10 hour days, feeling like you're extremely busy and you're getting stuff done, but you just don't know what you're actually getting done. I mean, you're making a little money, but you feel stuck with money. I want you to go from that place to a place that's extremely profitable and extremely productive where you're cutting your workload in half while creating consistent income in your business and automating a lot of the emotionally draining aspects of your business. So if you want to grab my blueprint to do just that, go to profitplanner.co slash boss, profitplanner.co slash boss to go grab that roadmap. I'm so excited. Send me a DM on Instagram at profitplanner once you have that downloaded and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. I always love hearing light bulb moments from you. Okay, now I'm going to go press play on this interview with Alicia because you're about to freak out about how amazing this is. Okay, Alicia, I'm so excited that you're on the show right now because we're going over creative market secrets and creative market leads to passive income, which means that's just a great business model to have. So I'm so excited that you're here. You were actually featured on the creative market. Was it email? Right? Yeah. Yeah. They send out an email every Wednesday with um, their featured creators from the past week of handpicked items. So I made it to the first one. So basically, we're talking to someone famous here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, okay. Let's back up a little bit and tell us a little bit about your business and what you do. Yeah. So my business is called Basil and Bark. And I always like to remind people that I named my business after my pets, just so mm-hmm. you get a good idea of me. (laughs) Um, And what I do is I am a graphic designer. So I create social media templates, content upgrades or opt-ins and digital products. So those are the three things that I specify in. I don't do branding or website design or anything. I only do the stuff that brings in leads and profit for creative businesses. Yes. And if you've seen the Profitable Boss Roadmap freebie, or if you've seen a few things inside of the Profit Planner Lounge, Alicia is the designer eyes behind all of that. So she's actually going to be designing even more things for Profit Planner. I absolutely love working with her. So if you do need a designer in that specific area, this is very specific though, like opt-ins, mm-hmm. freebies. She doesn't do anything outside of that, but I definitely do recommend her. So. Tell me a little bit about how you started getting into creative market. 
Yeah, so um, I have heard so many people give the advice that you need to be making X amount of dollars in your service-based business before you start creating passive income products. And I think that there are definitely exceptions to that rule, and I thought I was an exception. So when I was having extra time on my hands, instead of chasing after new clients, I created new products that I thought could help the people who can't afford to hire a designer on their team, like um, social media templates in particular. And I uploaded those to my website on just like a super simple Shopify website, launched them to my email list and made a few hundred bucks. And Liz White actually reached out and said, you should post these on Creative Market because I have some photos on Creative Market and they just sell on their own and it's great. So I did that thinking, oh, there's, you know, there's something like 26,000 sellers on Creative Market. I thought, ah, maybe I'll get a couple sales from it. And stuff, it just kept happening. Like I kept getting passive sales almost every single day. And at this point I'm getting them every single day without fail. So um, then I just decided to invest a little bit more time in there, add some new products, um, create collections of products. And it's become something that brings in almost a third of my monthly revenue now. So it's a big chunk of my business and it's all passive. So um, that's how I got started. And I did a lot of research in terms of how to like optimize your account and um, just checking my stats to see which ones sell the best. And yeah, now it's a huge part of what I do on a day-to-day basis. That's incredible. And I know this isn't even on the, I have a whole list of questions for you, Alicia, and this isn't even on the list of questions. So I feel like this is going to be a long episode, brace yourself, (laughs) but how do you deal with customer support? Like what is a month? How many hours do you spend a month on this? That's the best part is that when you sell on creative market, creative market has legal licenses for you. So you can sell for, um, somebody to use a generic license. So I don't know all the details, but, um, they have all the legal stuff covered. They also have a lot of the customer support stuff covered. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants a refund, if somebody has a complaint, if somebody is just going to be, you know, kind of an irritating customer, really it's all up to creative market. So um, they can send me a message and I can do what I can to be, you know, a nice business owner. Like um, if somebody doesn't like the format that they bought, so some people buy Canva, some people buy an Adobe product. If they don't like the format, I can send them the other format. Like I can communicate with them. But when it comes to the back end stuff, a lot of that is covered by Creative Market. So that's the best part is that um, that's pretty much all done for you. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Because I was mm-hmm. wondering, you know, if you'd have to deal with all the customer support and service and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that was a random question that popped up yeah. in my head. That's really, really neat. I did not know that Creative Market handles the customer service because I know with Etsy, it's kind of up to you. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how similar this was with Etsy. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning with just the categories. Like, what do we even put on Creative Market to sell? How do we even know? Yeah, so Creative Market definitely is very specific. So um, the stuff that works well on Creative Market are things like fonts. Fonts are a huge one. Stock photos, website themes, um, templates, icons, textures, that sort of thing. Anything that you would use to create something um, design-wise. So stuff that doesn't work for Creative Market would be, for example, um, some of like a freebie, like a PDF freebie, um, a guidebook, an ebook things like that don't really fit into that category. And in fact, you have to get approved by Creative Market in order to get in and open a shop. So um, if you submit your product and it's not right, they'll project you. Um, but yeah, that's the sort of stuff that you would, you would want to add to Creative Market. And the best way to look is just check the categories that are right on the website and see if something that you are selling kind of fits into that category. Um, and if, if so, then you'll have a good chance of getting a shop. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's a really good suggestion. I'm just looking at the categories that are already there. That's great. Yeah. 
Because I, I know with me, I was going to sell my workflows on Creative Market. Mm-hmm. And I started the shop. And then I realized, okay, let me take a step back because I'm not sure if this is going to sell. Mm-hmm. So I haven't actually put up my workflows on Creative Market. But that's a little mm-hmm. side note. Okay, so the yeah. benefit of using Creative Market versus a shop on your own website. I know some people have both, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But what's the difference? What should you do, especially when you're just starting out with Creative Market? What's your advice? So in order to get a Creative Market shop, oftentimes you just have to prove that you're either selling your product somewhere or you're giving them away or you have a portfolio. So I, my recommendation would be if you don't have anything like that set up already, just grab Shopify. I think you can pay like 10 bucks a month just for the plugin. Put it on your Squarespace website. Super easy just to have like proof that you have a product. So that's the first benefit is just to get into Creative Market. Um, the other benefit though is that Creative Market does take 30% of the revenue when somebody purchases a product, so you only get 70%. Um, however, I, I think this is, we're gonna talk about this later, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't really worry about that for other reasons. But um, the benefit of having one on your website is that you get 100% of profits. Um, the other thing too is Creative Market is getting more and more saturated. So when I looked up blog posts and advice from a few years ago, it seemed a lot easier to get featured and to get eyes on your product and to make a six-figure income on Creative Market than it is now because there's a lot more shop owners. But with that being said, there's a lot more people also buying on Creative Market. So it's kind of like a pro-con thing. But if you do have a shop on your website, you get 100% of that revenue. They're likely on your email list and they're kind of like a fan as opposed to just a customer. So if you want somebody who's really a part of your audience, um, then you're gonna wanna sell to them on your website, but Creative Market is really beneficial because you're grabbing Creative Market Creative Market's audience, right? That makes sense? Nice, so the objective of Creative Market is just to kind of expand the exposure of your brand, but it's mm-hmm. not meant for a scalable business model, is basically what you're saying. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's right. Typically, people who buy from you on Creative Market, they're just one and done. They're just gonna grab your product and go. They're not really gonna think too much about you. There mm-hmm. are certain ways that you can just remind them, hey, you can follow me on Instagram, or if there's like a little uh, sidebar where you can offer them a link to a freebie or something, but for the most part, the people who are buying from you on Creative Market aren't really a part of your tribe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good information to know. So you do recommend having a website as well going along Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it depends. So for example, like Twiggy posts is somebody that I look, I look to all the time. She has her stock photos on her website as well. And she also has a subscription. So there's extra benefit to, to selling on her website. I personally have my services on my website and I want that to be the focus. So for now I took down the shop on my website so that there's like a distinct difference there. Uh, but in the future, when my business becomes more and more passive, um, then I might reintegrate it onto my website. Yeah, I noticed that you didn't have your shop mm-hmm. on your website, so I was going to yeah. ask about that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay, so you, I felt like whenever the, ex, the accept, exception process, that's not a word, the process mm-hmm. of getting accepted into being a creative market shop was really easy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All you do, all you have to do is just prove you have a product. And as long as it looks like a high quality product and like you are selling something that would be valuable to their audience, then they'll likely accept you. You just have to write a quick paragraph, I think, about why you want to open a shop. I probably put way too much thought into that because I really wanted a shop. I wrote like paragraphs, but um, yeah, (laughs) you just have to send over a link and why you want to open a shop and then they'll, you'll either get an approval or a rejection. And you can always resubmit if you get rejected the first time. I can just see him going, who's this Alicia girl? Yeah. 
<laughs> She's like writing an essay over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, for me, it wasn't even a product that was going to be super popular, like, or even searched on creative market mm-hmm. anyways. And I was still accepted. So yeah, if, yeah. if you want to get a creative market, at first stop, just get accepted. I think you just have to go to your little profile in the upper right hand corner, right? in like settings or create a shop or just Google the create. I guess you just creative market application, just Google yeah, yeah. market application. And it'll That's probably up. how I found it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it takes maybe 10 seconds. No big deal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I got approved, I think the next day. So it didn't take, I did long. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's say we get accepted for our shop. We kind of know a product that we want to put on there. Now, how do we actually optimize our profile to where we actually get eyeballs on our creative market product. Yeah. So the first thing that people are going to look for in terms of your profile, especially the people who are handpicking items for the email list, for example, they want to see that you devote a lot of time and attention to your profile. Um, So you want to make sure that you have a profile image, the same one that you would probably use on social media, like a nice headshot of you or the logo of your business add a description. So a lot of people in the description, they use that as as an opportunity to link to their email list, for example, but just have something in there that just kind of introduces who you are, um, let people know what you're selling, that sort of thing. And then also create a banner. So Creative Market will give you the exact dimensions for the banner, and then you can just create something that features either like a headshot of you, um, something that you would probably use on the homepage of your website is a good place to start just um, like a nice opening picture. You could even just throw up a stock photo as long as you've got something there that shows that you made the effort. That's super important. And then the other thing that we'll probably talk about later is the they call them screenshots, but it's like the thumbnails of your, um, of your products. You want to make sure that they look really nice and appealing and that they kind of match your header so that you have like the whole, the whole thing going on, a nice profile that looks all consistent. Nice. So a cohesive brand experience when they yeah. look at your profile. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can also link to your website and your Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, that sort of thing from your profile as well. Nice. So you may as well throw those in there as well. Nice. Now, is there anything? Oh, I had a question and I totally, I hate when my brain does that. It just <laughs> puts it in the trash. Even I was just thinking about it. Um, okay. Just talking about brand profile, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot it. We'll just keep moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So optimizing profile, that is super important. Oh, I do know what I was going to say. I knew that if I kept saying that word over again, I would remember. SEO. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So could you actually optimize your profile for the search engine or is it just your products that you can optimize? It's just your products. So when you're searching, for example, like if I searched Basil and Bark on Creative Market, I would just find products that are made by me. And in fact, if I spell the name differently, then I won't even come up. So you have to, um, yeah, so you can't really optimize your actual profile to be searched for. You can only optimize your products. Interesting. Okay, because I know with Pinterest, if you put something in the title, like that Mm -hmm. head or your first name, last name, or whatever, a keyword, that helps. Yeah, yeah. And you can search for people on Pinterest, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, creative market's not like that. You can't really search for people. You can only search for products. Interesting. Okay, nice. That's really good to know. So let's put some more information about 30% because maybe if we're already offering a shop on the website, um, what's the benefit? I guess, how does the 30% work for you? Yeah. So every time I sell a template on creative market, uh, creative market keeps 30% and I get 70 and then that gets transferred to me. So, um, 
The benefit though, like I've told a few people this, like when they've asked me about creative market and they're like, Ooh, 30%, that kind of sucks. Like I can get a hundred percent on my website. But the reason why you shouldn't even consider that as an issue is because creative market has hundreds of thousands of people on their website who are looking for products. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't get hundreds of thousands of people to my website every day. And even the, right. even the tens of thousands that I get don't typically come to my website to purchase something. So um, having a creative market shop, that 30% really is like not an issue for me. The other thing too is I have seen people who will sell their product on their website, for example, for 20 bucks. And then on creative market, they just sell it for 24. So you can kind of like offset that. Um, I was about to say that too, because mm -hmm. I see a lot of WordPress theme shops doing that. And I think that's really smart. Yeah. 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 So there's definitely ways to get around it. But I would say like if that 30% is really holding you back, I would say don't let it hold you back. No. Post a shop and just like wait to see how many sales you come in and you will not care about that 30%. Right. Because yeah. they're handling the customer support for you. They're handling the traffic for you. The biggest thing for making sales with new business owners is just mm -hmm. straight up traffic. And yeah, giving yeah. you all that for free. I mean, why would you care about 30%? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's all, they've got the license too. So that's super helpful as well. So you can purchase an extended license at a much higher price if people want to use your work for like commercial use, for example. Um, so that's another option that I typically wouldn't see on somebody's website to sell two different licenses. Um, so that's also a, a huge benefit. Mm, interesting. I like that. Yeah. That's really cool. So how does this work whenever it comes to tax forms and all that stuff? Yeah, so uh, I'm in Canada and Creative Market is in the States. So I had to fill out a couple of different tax forms. Um, I'm, I, if I try to explain this, I'm going to sound like a total idiot. But there's <laughs> some sort of treaty that says that I have to pay tax in my country, not in the States. So I just had to fill out, fill out a, a tax form that basically said that they wouldn't withhold taxes from me. But there is, you have to fill something out that determines whether or not they're going to withhold the taxes on creative markets end or whether you're going to be responsible, responsible for that on your end. So once you get that all set up, then you'll be eligible to get your payout. You can definitely start selling without having that tax form set up, but you won't actually get to withdraw your money until you fill out those tax forms. Um, and in terms of actually uh, getting the money out of creative market, like withdrawing your income, you can withdraw it once a month and you can get it through PayPal or through your bank account. So that's just a little bit of backend stuff that you have to set up just in order to make sure that you are actually making your money from creative market. So you actually have to manually withdraw your money. They don't automate, they don't automatically pay you out every month. So you just have to basically request your money. So if I went a year without ever requesting my money, it would just add up. And then one day I would just have to literally press a button. And then on the first of the month, they will process my payment and send it to me. And I usually get it within a few days. So you just have to press a button every month that says, I want my money. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's really good to know too. So whenever, so basically we've set up our shop, we've optimized our profile, we've figured out how to set up our payments. All of that is great. Now it's time for products, pricing. And I know we mentioned this before with, you know, if you have a product on your website, you can easily just add a few bucks to it so it covers the 30% if you're worried about it. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, it even sends people over to your website anyways if you have a website link because then you can get that email. But even if you don't do this, how do you suggest actually pricing? Like, should we be looking at our competitors on creative market? Should we be just going with our gut here? I think it's a, so it's a little bit of both. So mm -hmm. the first thing that I'll mention is that creative market, when you're posting a product, will give you 
um, a recommended price. So they have like kind of a sliding scale you'll see in the sidebar that recommends based on the category of the product that you choose what you should price it at. Hmm. But with that being said, when you do look at the category, there's a bit of a variation here because a lot of people will bundle their products and make them really cheap to get some quick sales. So something that I heard once, I think on another podcast about passive income is that if you bundle your products, that's a huge benefit because you can price them a lot lower and get a lot more sales because there's a ton of value in there. But then the people who are following your shop and really like your stuff, they're just going to wait for you to add your new products into a bundle. They're not going to purchase them at full price or they might purchase them at full price, but they're going to know that bundles are a thing and they're going to look out for those bundles and you won't get as many full price sales. So when you're pricing your products, consider whether you're going to do bundles for sure. Um, those, there's a huge benefit to bundles because like I said, you'll get more sales. You might get handpicked a little bit more easy or you might get on the front page of Creative Market. Um, but when you're pricing them, think about that for sure. And then the other thing is, yeah, I definitely think that you should look at your competitors. So when I yeah. look in certain categories, for example, so I sell a lot of social media templates. So in the Pinterest category, there's not too many. I think there's about 70 people who are selling Pinterest templates right now. So I have no problem pricing my product at what I think it's valued at. So I sell 11 templates for 18 bucks, whereas some people might sell 20 for 12. But I think that mine look better and are nicer looking and there's less of a competition. So I don't have a problem selling them at the price that I want to sell them at. Whereas Instagram, there's like 1700 products in there. So you might want to price them a little bit more competitively or consider bundling things just for Instagram so that you can get higher up on that particular category. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Nice. So give me an example of a price point. Like let's say we bundled, let's say there's high competition and we bundled an Instagram story template and Instagram graphic template together. Mm -hmm. What would you price that at? Yeah. So uh, most of my templates, I have 11 in there. So Instagram stories, I have 11 of them. And then the square ones, I have 16 of them. Okay. And I priced both of that, both of them at $18 individually what I would actually do is bundle those together with some icons for Instagram highlights for example so I would bundle two or three different things probably probably three um, and then I would probably sell it for like 27 so I would be uh, getting a little bit more than one product but uh, much less than two if that makes sense so somewhere in between there nice. you have to make it really really like the bundles are really really like some people sell them for really dirt cheap like you can get ones where there's like 400 Instagram templates for like $12 or something. But when you look at them, like it's, it's really quality over quantity. So a lot of people will, they'll go for that and they'll get a ton, ton of variety, but other people, they want to see that you have like a matching set, something that really suits their style and it'll be worth it to them to pay a few extra dollars or a few less dollars for a few less templates. Yeah. For $10 more, you get a whole lot more quality. It's 10 bucks. Yeah. That's exactly. a no brainer for me, but yeah. I guess, but also you have to think about, I guess the mentality of someone on creative market. It's like for me, you know, if I go in goodwill, everything's so cheap, but it's like, if you see a shirt for $8, you're like $8. But if I go yeah. to the loft and I'm like, Oh wow, this is $30. That's so cheap. So I guess since you're in the mentality of creative market shopping, it's kind of like thrift shopping you're mm -hmm. in the how low can you go price point. So yeah. that's really interesting. It's like a different mindset. Even though they have the money, they might not want to spend because they feel like it's yeah. expensive comparatively. So yeah. yeah. And I think with Creative Market, you get a good mix of people who there are a lot of people who go to Creative Market because they're designers or they're creative entrepreneurs and they are looking for really quality items to use. And then you get the people who go to Creative Market because they just need a really quick fix. 
So you can definitely price your products for both. Um, I would just consider if you do bundles, and my recommendation in the way that I approach it is I do short-term bundles. So I launch it for like a week and I notify my followers and then I take it down and I let them know. Or only bundle the things that you're bundling for a specific reason. So I don't think I would ever bundle my Pinterest templates on Creative Market because the, the uh, competition is so low. But I would definitely bundle my Instagram templates to get them higher up in search. So just make sure that you have a reason there. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that you pointed that out. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so keywords. Obviously, you know, if we're doing an Instagram, let's, I'm just going to have an example here. I feel like it's better if we have examples. So Instagram story template. We'll have mm-hmm. Instagram story template, Instagram story entrepreneur. Like, how do you even find these keywords? Is there a curative market search? You know, Google has the, um, I guess, smart search. That's what you call it. Like I'd fill in the words. Does creative market do that? Um, they don't. What? So the way that you would use keywords in creative market, you can put them in your description. So for my description, I don't know, I might use the same approach that I would with Pinterest. So I would write a nice or like even just a blog. So I would write a nice paragraph detailing, you know, all about the product. So I think for my Instagram stories, I have something like Instagram stories are a really great feature on Instagram. You don't want to miss out. It's a great way to repurpose your content, um, get more engagement with your audience, et cetera, et cetera, as like an intro paragraph. And then you want to detail all of the things that are included so you can repeat those keywords. So for example, I would repeat like 11 Instagram story templates. And then I would mention Instagram story templates in how to use the product, that sort of thing. So you're, you're making sure that that's really clear in the description, but then you can also add tags to each of your product. So when it comes to tags, it doesn't look like from my experience, they actually limit your tags. You could post a bunch, but from what I see, usually between 10 and 30 is good. Um, if I saw a product with like a zillion tags, I would think, well, that's pretty spammy and I would be a little weirded out. So, <laughs> so I, wait, I think you, I have- can, you, could, you can actually see the tags the customer can? Yeah. Yeah. So when you go to search for a product, you can see that. So when I type for, for Instagram stories, for example, I would type Instagram, Instagram stories, Instagram highlights, Instagram strategy, and then I would do social media template, social media graphic. And then if it's for Photoshop, I might throw in like Photoshop, Photoshop graphic or Canva, Canva graphic, that, that sort of thing. So just the really basic ones there. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Now this is a question that's a little bit off topic, but kind of on topic. Uh, what about the search engine So whenever people purchase, like let's say you get 30 purchases, that obviously, that has to rank somehow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the way that that works, so for example, if I wanted to show up really high in the Pinterest category, which I typically do because there's low competition, um, that's based on, I believe, quantity of purchases. And the reason why I say I believe is because when I get the same product purchased like three times in a row within three hours, I'm right at, at the top. And I'm not selling a really expensive product. It's just that it's demonstrated that a lot of people are purchasing it. And the funny thing is when you're right at the, t- at the top and people can see you, more people are going to buy it. So you're going to stay up there for a while. Um, same way with the homepage, although I believe with the homepage, that's more based on revenue. And the reason why I say that is because I saw a $750 product show up on the homepage for three days and then disappear. And I've never seen it again. So I think that one person might have bought that product. So it showed up on the homepage because it brought in $750 once and then it went away because nobody's going to buy that ever again. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, so that's how things will show up. So if you are selling a high quantity or a high volume of something, it is more likely to show up high in that category. Um, now to show up on the homepage, like I said, there's two different ways actually. And I think we might cover this later, but 
there's the top section where it's based on revenue, and then there's the bottom section where Creative Market will handpick items that they really like. So there are two different ways to show up there. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing that I should mention about keywords is that Creative Market themselves in the discussions, there's kind of like a forum in Creative Market for sellers and for affiliates. Um, Creative Market actually pulls the top keywords that are searched every single month and they throw them into a Google Drive. It's really informal, but I will give you that link so you can add it to the descriptions because it's really look interesting to look back at, for example, the, key the keywords that were most searched this time last year. And then usually they'll update that every single month. So right now it's June, so I'd probably be able to see the keywords for May, but they won't have the keywords for this month until the end. So they just go back and they assess the top, I think, 30 or 50, and they just throw them into a Google Drive to help, help out their sellers. And this is a link that you have, like a mm -hmm. website? It's a Google Drive link. So it's super, super informal. It's just wow. somebody, somebody from the Creative Market team or maybe somebody who just is a, a really good seller on Creative Market who has gone through and, uh, and collected all of that data. So that's really interesting to look at because it, you can see at a certain point where people start to search for, example, like summer or flowers right. or winter or Christmas, like when, when people start looking for Christmas stuff, that sort of thing. And it kind of works like Pinterest, like people start looking for Christmas stuff like in October. Um, and then, it get, and then that, that word, like Christmas might be number 30 in October and it's like number one in December, of course. So. Nice. Okay. That's so interesting. So l going a little bit back to the SEO, like getting that up, mm -hmm. like I was thinking even if you have traffic, you could easily do little burst launches to get your product up there. Yeah, you totally could. Yeah. That's so sure. interesting. So you could do like little mini burst launches once a month or something and, mm -hmm. and rotate that out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then that's, that's an instance where so whenever you post a new product, or you can post an update to everybody who follows you on creative market. So that might help you do that. Or you could just announce it to your audience. Like if you have an existing email list, for example, you could just announce it to them. And then say 100 people from your email list come over and buy it, then that's going to rank really high on creative market. And then you might start getting more searches just from people on creative market who are not a part of your email list, they just see you a lot easier. So yeah, it's definitely a good strategy. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like we have the product. We've optimized this. We know how to get it up. But whenever it comes to design, I know I've seen your creative market profile. Your designs are on point. And I feel like this has to be one of the biggest factors when it comes to actually selling because creative market is so visual. And mm -hmm. A lot of it is digital downloads. You have to visually see what you're buying um, mm -hmm. because you can't get a refund when it comes to a digital product. Mm -hmm. So how how would you approach design? First of all, what do, would you recommend like Canva or Illustrator or InDesign to design your screenshots in? And then also how can we design a screenshot that converts? Mm -hmm. So when you sign up for a Creative Market shop, Creative Market gives you a Photoshop template that's like a super generic template. Um, where you can throw up a background image and then some text overlay, which is one way to do it. If you just want to do it like quick and dirty, just grab that template and use it. It's people are really familiar with that on creative market, but I would highly recommend that you put some extra attention in there, especially when you're just about to launch your shop. And the reason is because when a new seller comes up on creative market, um, you want to get handpicked right away, which is what happened to me. I got handpicked right away within the first, I think I posted five products within a course of three days. And then I got added to the handpick section and then I made it to the newsletter, which gave my shop a huge bump. But that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have screenshots that Creative Market thought looked great. So they wanna see a couple of things. They wanna see like a high quality screenshot 
of your product. So if you add, you know, 70 different little thumbnails of all of your templates in there and you can't see a single one, that's not going to be helpful. But if you add like a dozen or I think I have three or four and you can clearly see the product, that's really, really helpful. Um, the other thing is that you're going to want to show how the product is used. So I have on my cover a little iPhone, uh, like a Photoshop iPhone. So it looks like a real phone with one of my templates inside or like an iPad with one of my templates inside. And if you're posting like a pattern or a texture, for example, or like a, like a, yeah, something like a pattern or like a background, you could demonstrate how that might look if somebody was putting it on a product or on a tote bag or something like that. So I would highly recommend you can totally just Google like free tote bag mock-up or um, free like lotion mock-up or something and mock-up how that product might be used by the person who's going to purchase it. That's super important. Or like if you're selling a website theme, don't just post like a, a picture of your theme, like a screenshot of your theme, post it inside of a laptop so people can see how that's going to look. So that's really important for not only just like for the look of your shop, but so that the people at Creative Market are going to see, again, the time and attention that you put into your products and then you're going to be more likely to get featured. Yeah. Are there any colors that you've seen or heard of that have been converting really well? You know, like with Pinterest, a lot of warmer colors convert. Uh, what have you seen with Creative Market? That's interesting. I've never heard of colors converting better, although I'm sure there's definitely some... There's definitely some color psychology, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a lot of, like, color conversion psychology mm -hmm. that goes into selling. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't – I don't know. I've, I haven't noticed anything in particular. There are a couple of different, like, formats that people will take. So some of my, some of my products have, like, a little sidebar on the thumbnail that just says, like, 11 templates, Photoshop format, and then they have a little, like, button with the, that says, like, the Photoshop icon, for example. And then, like I said, there's um, the typical creative market screenshot that they give you as a template where it just has, like, a text overlay in a box. So there are a couple of typical ones. But if you can really stand out and show off your, your item in a, in a bit of a different way, then that's going to help a lot. So for, for example, um, there's somebody who creates a lot of things for his creative market shop called The Routine Creative. His name is Alex, I think. He's a logo designer. And he, every time he posts a font, he doesn't just type a word in the font. He like puts a little leaf behind it or um, just like makes it look really decorative, especially when it comes to fonts. People, you can't just like type out a word in a font, put it on a flat color. You got to make it look really, really cute. Like add a little flourish to it, you know? So yeah, just make sure that it looks as unique to you as possible. And in terms of what you can use, you can totally use Canva if you want to sell things mm -hmm. on Creative Market. Um, you know, nobody can really tell what you're using to create it. I would say that Canva has a limited amount of typefaces. So sometimes people, if you're using a typeface that's like super common, that might not help. But, um, but yeah, you can totally get creative and use whatever you like. Okay, nice. Now, I know we've talked a lot about different things that will help us get handpicked. Mm -hmm. But I want to, if we could, like create like a little list, like a hit point. Like what is the checklist that we need to just consider uh, if we want to be considered to get on that list? Yeah, so um, I would definitely say that when you're first launching your shop, that's when you probably have the best opportunity to get handpicked because they really want to give you a little bit of a boost as a new shop owner, especially if they see that you've made that effort right up front. So if you just open a shop and you go a few weeks and maybe you have one product um, and you haven't updated your descriptions or anything, like they probably aren't going to handpick you. You've got to make some improvements and then it's going to be a lot harder. But when you first 
get up and running, have like three to five products in your shop so that you have invested that time and they can see that you're a quality shop owner, make those screenshots look really great. Um, and then they're more likely to get handpicked. So is that, am I starting to make a little bit of a checklist here? So have three to five products for sure in your shop. Okay. And do custom screenshots. Don't, mm -hmm. don't use just the random template. Um, yeah. And like we talked about before with the tags, make sure you have relevant tags. You said 10 yeah. to 30 tags. I think that's a good number to shoot for. So mm -hmm. at yeah. least a minimum of 10 to 15 tags. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and make sure you have that banner, you have a profile image, um, all of that good stuff. Just make sure that you're like nice and set up when it comes to your profile and that sort of thing. And that you have, I think three to five products would be great. That's the number that I've heard. So um, okay. when I first launched my shop, I had, I think, five. Um, and I had that description, I had uh, the banner, I had really good descriptions of each of my products, and then one of them got handpicked, and then I was in the newsletter. And it really felt like too easy. Now I would say that like later on, when you've been on Creative Market for a while, like I haven't been handpicked ever since. But I think that if I uploaded something that was a little bit different, so right now I do a lot of social media templates, but once I start doing ebook templates, for example, and maybe I play around with those screenshots and I try something new, then I might get their attention and be more likely to hand, get handpicked. So um, I would say that it's, it's definitely much easier right at the get-go than it is when you've been a shop owner for a while. So definitely make that effort up front and it'll be super worth it. Interesting. See, that is super fascinating why they would want to uh, handpick beginners because you think mm -hmm. you kind of don't have your crap together yet if yeah, you're just beginning your shop. Creative Market, though, has... I think it, it used to be more like this than it is now. It has like that community feel, sort of mm -hmm. like the way that I think about Dubsado. Like the creators yeah. of Dubsado, they're on Facebook. Like they're very like, they're very hands-on with their community. Creative Market used to be very much like that and they still kind of are. So for example, like those keywords are just thrown into a Google Drive and then shared in the form, like super low key, right? So they still have that feeling of community. Like they want to boost a new shop owner and give them a little, a chance to get featured. Um, they're like more, that's why they have the handpick section in the first place, right? Like they're picking stuff to show off manually. Like they're going through and picking it. Wow. Really, yeah. Wow. Creative market is such a little sweetheart. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we have everything set up, which is so fantastic. Now our main goal is sales, driving sales, driving traffic. Traffic mm -hmm. can be super daunting. So what are some of your traffic tips that you have? Yeah, so like right off the bat, Creative Market, like I said, has all of those people that you don't have. They have those hundreds of thousands of people who are just going to buy anyway. Like if they're looking for your product, they're going to see it. So that's really helpful. But if you want to boost your traffic, Pinterest is a great way to go. So even if you aren't a seller, I should mention that you can become an affiliate for Creative Market and you get 10% of every purchase that somebody makes after they've made an account through your link for a year. So if you want to post, whether it's your own product or an affiliate link on Pinterest, that's super beneficial. So what I do is I just grab my screenshots uh, or like the thumbnails um, for each of my products. I just line them up like one by one so that it's tall. And then I post that as a Pinterest graphic, super duper easy. Or sometimes I go through the, like the effort of making something that's a little bit more custom for Pinterest, like perfectly sized, that sort of thing. Um, but you can totally post on Pinterest. People are looking for stuff like that on Pinterest too. Like people on Pinterest are creative, right? So they can really use those types of things. Um, so definitely take advantage of that. And then in terms of social media, whenever I post a new product, I just make sure to share it on Instagram stories. I don't necessarily post it in my feed. Um, I might post it in my feed if I 
if there was more of a connection there. So like the, I definitely am more focused on like the service service-based part or course creation in my Instagram than I am with my templates, but I do let people know. And I especially let people know on social media when I'm having like a bundle or a sale or that sort of thing. Um, and then for my email list, I'll only let my email list know about my templates if I'm running a sale. I won't just notify them every time I have a product because I launch products like once or twice a week. So, but I do let people know who are following me on Creative Market. So you can post an update every time you post a new product or when you change the price and when you're having a sale or if you just want to do a promotion, you can also share to the people who are following you on there. Mm, interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Pinterest is going to be the biggest traffic driver for this because mm -hmm. if you have a product that's performing well in creative market, mm, it's pretty much going to perform well on Pinterest, I think. Yeah. Typically, you know, those two kind of go hand in hand. It's, mm -hmm. it's very creative. Uh, both of those platforms are. So yeah, I, I would suggest like not even just pinning, but taking Pinterest so seriously. And if you're in the Profit Planner Lounge, we have Pinterest the Entrepreneur, which shows you how to optimize your entire Pinterest for the search engine to get seen. Mm -hmm. And using a tool like Tailwind or Board Booster just to automate Pinterest. It doesn't have to take long, like maybe an hour or two of Pinterest management. And mm -hmm. then on top of that, just creating graphics and leading people to creative market that's easy sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I do too, is I have a couple of group boards for people who've mentioned in the creative market discussion, like, oh, I have a Pinterest group board and you can join. Oh, so nice. when I go into Tailwind, I post to, I have a couple of boards that are like resources or creative resources or um, fonts and textures. Like I have a couple of boards that are set for that. And then I also have the group boards. So I will just make sure that they're going to every single one of those boards. And then there are also a couple of Tailwind tribes um, that are specific to creative market sellers. Although I will say that those aren't too, like they're not very active. Um, so they're not your best bet, but you may as well just throw them in there if you have a couple tribes to spare. Um, but yeah, definitely make the effort and just throw it on Pinterest. Like it can't hurt, right? Right. Yeah. And I like like going and seeking out other group boards is genius is because that's what I did whenever I first started my Pinterest. And now I have at least 10 group boards mm -hmm. and that really helps drive traffic and get those monthly views up. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. And you know, creative market, it's not a competitive, I feel like it's not a very competitive place. It's very community over competition feel as well. So mm -hmm. a lot of shop owners are so willing to help each other out with Pinterest traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I should mention too, um, when you are a creative market affiliate, so you can be a creative market affiliate, whether or not you have a shop um, and you're logged into your account, creative market actually has a link right off to the side for every single product that's specific to you. That's an affiliate link. So you could open any product on creative market and grab that link and upload it super duper easy. So they make it really, really easy for you to make affiliate income from creative market. And then you can just it can just be as easy as just sharing the existing image, although that's not exactly optimized for Pinterest. But if you just want to take it like super easy, just share that image, add your affiliate link and do, you know, a couple, a couple every day. And then eventually you'll start to see some income come in from that. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's fantastic advice. So whenever it comes to email, I know you kind of already mentioned this before that you don't actually get the emails of your customers from creative market. So how do you suggest we approach email marketing when it comes to this mm -hmm. type of business. Yeah, so you can definitely get a little bit creative with it. So something that most people do is they add something in the shop description. So right now my shop description says something like get access to my free resource library. And then I just use a bit.ly link to make it really short because you do have like a character limit. Um, and they can copy and paste that link. 
You can also add that right into your banner. So when you're designing your banner, you can say like free resources at, and then type in the bit.ly link so that people can just type that in. Um, I've also seen people go to the trouble of manually reaching out to people who purchase products or who, who have followed them. Um, Rosemary Watson in particular, I've seen that she'll send a direct message on Creative Market that says like, hey, I'm super excited to share this with you. Did you know that I release stock images every month or whatever um, so that you land in their inbox? Um, I don't know if that would work for everybody because a lot of people who are purchasing on Creative Market, they just want to grab something and go. They're, they're not spending a lot of time there, but it is it could be worth the effort. Um, and then the other thing you can do is, so my products all come with a design guide where I give instructions on how to use all of the templates. And then at the very end, I just add a little blurb about like who made this with my social media links and with a link to my free resource library. So you can do that too, so that when they're downloading the product, if they're using the guide or the product itself, they've got like a link to something that they have downloaded. So there's a couple different ways you can go about that really creatively. You can also totally add that to the description of your products if you want to right at the bottom um, in case people are scrolling through the description and then they want something free. I would add it to the bottom. Yeah. And you can't add coupon codes or anything like that in exchange mm -hmm. for email address, right? No, no, you can't do. So as a seller, I can't do like discount codes or anything like that. I can reprice a product, like change the price and promote it that way, but I can't add a coupon code. Something I have seen people do, though, too, um, is in the description, instead of saying, like, come to my email list to get a free resource library or something, they'll say, like, get three of my most popular products from my shop. So that's, like, a specific, um, specific opt-in just for people in creative markets. So they're already looking at your shop. They have no idea which three they're going to get. But if they like your products, they're going to sign up for that. And then you've got them tagged or on a specific list where they've come from creative market and they wanted your products. Right, because you're going to want to talk to those people so entirely differently than you would anyways if, if yeah. you're talking to someone else, which ConvertKit can do. So mm -hmm. yeah. love yeah. it, love it, love yeah. it. Okay, yeah. so we have covered how to actually create an account, which is very important, and then optimize our profile, which products to put on there, how to price products, and then how to drive traffic to those products, all with Creative Market, and then getting those payouts passively. I think yeah. we've covered so much and I'm so excited that you have spilled the beans on <laughs> all of this. I know you, you really have loved your creative market shop. I feel like your eyes light up when you talk about it. It's just, yeah, I feel like you've hit a really good market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a few people that I've paid attention to in specific when I was researching this who have said like creative market changed my life. Like you can, you can totally make a six-figure income on Creative Market. It's not unheard of. Um, and I'm definitely not there yet. Yeah. But for a third of my monthly revenue coming from Creative Market, like, I'm not going to stop anytime soon. Like, that's amazing. So I would definitely say, like, if you have any idea whether you may or may not be able to sell something on Creative Market, just try it because it's amazing. And that, that feeling of passive income, like, I'm so glad that I didn't just wait until I got other parts of my business off the ground to do it. Like there's no feeling like waking up in the morning and having a notification from creative record that three yeah. people bought my stuff. Right. And yeah. I think also just that shift, that money mindset shift in a way too is like, Oh mm -hmm. wait, money doesn't have to be hard. Oh wait, I don't have to actually exchange my time for money. Just that mm -hmm. shift helps you approach business so differently anyways. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that's a really good trigger to make that shift happen a lot quicker than it does for most entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. for yeah, sure. especially, especially creative entrepreneurs. I feel mm -hmm. like 
we really are caught in that trap where we have to sit down at a desk nine to five and be told to be creative, or we have to get hired for a specific, a specific project. So creative market really gives you that opportunity to just create whatever you want that you think people might want and post it and get paid for it. So that's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. Thank you so much. Now, first of all, where can people find your creative market shop? And then also how can people hire you for any design <laughs> projects if it fits within your specific criteria? Yeah. My um, creative market shop is just creativemarket.com slash basil and bark. And that's all spelled out. And then on Instagram at basil and bark. If you're interested in following me there, I'm always on Instagram stories. And if you want to hire me, um, just send me a DM on Instagram or go to my website at basilandbark.com. And I have a little form that you can fill out and I will get back to you.